You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to master the art of selling one to many to grow your business. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me all the way from London, Simone Vincenzi. Let me tell you about him. He is the host of Explode, Your Coaching Biz Show, and by the age of 28, he's been featured in more than 100 podcasts, Sky, The Huffington Post, and he's shared the stage with Les Brown, Gary Vee, Dr. John Demartini, and many more. He was recently awarded as the best speaker in UK in 2016. He was nominated in the House of Parliament as one of the most influential migrant entrepreneurs in the UK, and you will hear he's definitely from Italy, and he's often acknowledged as one of the best guests ever on TV and radio. Welcome, and thanks for sharing part of your day. What else would you like to add to that amazing introduction? Well, Nancy, you were incredible. <laughs> Literally, you were incredible. It was the best introduction ever. So thank you very much to, for having me on, uh, on your show. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure. And if I had to add one thing, I think is uh, related to the topic that we are going to talk about today, which is uh, selling one to many. And uh, I think that one of my biggest uh, passion has been, uh, is, is also is your passion, is about productivity. How can we achieve more by doing less or in the time that we have, right? And what I loved is in particular, how can we grow our business by doing so? And how can we grow our businesses in this way? And that's why I think that selling one to many and mastering it, that's, that's crucial. That's a crucial skill that every entrepreneur must have. Oh, for sure. So this is going to be an amazing podcast because people need that. So since we're talking about one-to-one versus one-to-many, how did you make the transition from one-on-one selling to group selling? I was always uh, attracted by the one-to-many selling because uh, I, started, I decided to become a coach and a speaker because I sat in a seminar and it was one of my first seminars because I was lost in life. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was my next step. Because at the time, I was working in a restaurant, and I was managing Michelin star restaurant and working in Michelin star restaurants. I was having a good career there, but I wanted to do something different. But because I've worked in a restaurant from, since the age of 14, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> Literally, I didn't know what else I was going to do. I had no other qualifications, and all my life has been around restaurants. And I remember when I sat in that seminar room, I looked at the speaker, and I said, I want to do that thing. (laughs) It looks awesome. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people that do that. And in particular, my experience has been immediately being exposed on selling one-to-many. Of course, I didn't do it first. And then I started selling one-to-one and I found out how difficult it was and how tiring it was and how time-consuming it was. It was really effective. Don't get get me wrong. But then... uh, 
I said one day, how can I get more clients and how can I get my, express my message to more people? And that's when I decided to say, you know what, let me invest in learning this incredible skill. That's a great story. And I'm just going to clarify, I think most people know what one-to-many means, but just to make sure in case somebody's new to this podcast, basically this means speaking. So having live events where people can come and you're talking to people in a group, and a group could be as small as four, it could be as big as 4,000 or more, but it's talking to them so you're not going out and having sales conversations. So let me ask you, many people get stuck on how to price a a live event. What advice do you give people? (laughs) Because that's hard, right? <laughs> it, it, it does. I actually just finished a delivering a three-day course on creating events that sell. And that was the biggest question. Everyone was coming up to me and saying, Simone, how do I price my event? And here's the thing. It depends on how big your list is or how big your network is. What do I mean about this? If you're starting out, start with free event. And the reason why, it is you don't want to put a barrier between you and your potential clients. It's silly. If you're starting out a business, you want to, have a, to make it easy for potential clients to hear what you have to say. And unless you have already known in the industry or have, the, have a great connection or a big network or a big list, it's going to be quite difficult to actually sell tickets for that event. And I found a lot of people, I mean, when I started, I started pricing the events five pound, pound, because <laughs> we're in the UK, five pound an event. And it took me hours to sell that five pound ticket. You know what I said? You know what? Let's do it free. Let's just everyone come. But then suddenly I had many more people at my event and the rooms were full. So instead of talking in front of four people, I was talking in front of 30, 40, 50, 100 people. And think about what impact can have in your business just having conversation with 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 people at the same time. So personally, <laughs> I would start for free at the beginning, and then the bigger you are in the industry, the bigger your network, then more your price will be. Excellent. So on your website, you mentioned that at the events, you want people to have an experience. Can you explain what that yes. means and some of your best tactics to make it an experience versus just another sitting in the chair or listening to somebody talk? Oh, my God, Nancy. Uh, have you been to seminars before? Oh, a lot, yes. When I, left my job, <laughs> when I left my corporate job with IBM, I was a management consultant, flew all over the world, loved the job. Um, but as soon as I quit to start my own company, I went to a lot of seminars because I wanted to gather as much information as I could quickly to launch my business. So yes, I've been to a lot. And I'm sure that uh, you have experienced seminars where you were sitting down for four, five, six hours, no break, and the speaker was just uh, turning their head to the PowerPoint and reading that bloody screen. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, I've been there too, and it was a dreadful experience because if you're, if you're thinking about how I am, I, I, I'm a very kinesthetic person. I learn by doing it. And that's why I hated every single day at school. Because <laughs> it was like the most boring thing. And I, and I went to a seminar and it felt like being at school once again. And I said, there must be a different way to learn. There must be a better way. And I remember then going to other seminars and they were, some of them were really interactive. They were creating an experience. So we see us doing a seminar, and this is what also I teach to my students. When you're doing a seminar, 
think about how can you make uh, this experience enjoyable for other people. So instead of talking all the time, how about adding exercises? How about uh, getting them to stand up and interact with each other? How about uh, creating an experience for them where they have to play a game to get the learning that they need to receive other than listen passively that we all know that they are going to forget anyway. So that's how I think you can create incredible experience that make people feel, wow, this is incredible. I love that answer. Yeah, those are definitely more fun and more memorable. The, they actually sink into you when you do something versus just listening to it. So great advice. Hey, um, we're all about systems and processes on this podcast, and I know you offer yeah. a complimentary one-on-one sales call with people. What is the process you use on that call to create someone's sales pitch? Very good question. Now, there are different ways to create a sales pitch, and I think that a lot of people um, make the mistake that as soon as they go on stage in particular, and probably you've seen that, Nancy, too. They start talking immediately about themselves, right? So, okay, here I am. This is my story. And they forget that the audience is there because they want to learn something. <laughs> I don't care who you are, literally. First of all, show me that you care about me. So when we, I'm working with the, with the speakers I'm working with and creating their, their conversations, first of all, we are looking at how is, going to be the, how is their introduction? What are they going to say? And first of all, you want to make sure that you are telling the audience what you're going to share and why it's important for them. Make it all about them at the beginning. Then use your story, but don't tell every single part of your story. Just tell that part of your story which is relevant to the content that you're going to share. Because people, they don't care where you grew up if that's not relevant to what you're going to say after. Is it making sense? It's funny. When I've taken sales training and speaker training, we're always asked, this one coach, I love him. His name is Blair Singer. He's really, really good. Have you ever trained Oh, I love Blair. Yeah. I never trained with Blair, but I've heard a lot about him. I've seen many videos of him. Oh, he's all about the exercises and the getting involved, which is awesome. But he, the one thing he taught me is always ask permission to tell your stories. Like, so, so I would say, mm-hmm. would it be okay if I share a bit about my background with you? Whereas other speakers mm-hmm. just come right up and say, I'm going to tell you my story. Like they don't even ask <laughs> permission. And it makes me tune out immediately. Do you have that same reaction? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why I think that making all about them at the beginning and then, as Blair says, and you said before, ask permission to share your story and just share what the parts of your story that are relevant to what you're going to share and what you're going to sell at the end, that's the key. Because you want to be focused. You don't want to distract people. And every single part of your presentation must have a reason why. And when you're sharing your story, you're your best case study. That's why you have your story there. Right? I'm my best case study. (laughs) And and then we're moving on in the second part when I work with with my clients on speech creation. We are working on the content. What is the content going to be? And what are they going to deliver on the content? And how they're going to deliver it? So we are going to explore exercises, what exercise they they can create. And also... What part of content are they going to share? Because I, I probably have been on one of these seminars as well, that uh, the speakers gave everything they had. 
literally they gave so much content that you left the room and your brain was on fire. You just needed a big bucket of ice to put on your head because your head was fuming. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there, Nancy. Oh, yeah. In fact, I used to do that too because as a first-time speaker, I wanted to give as much as I could. I wanted to give so much value until I realized people can't absorb that much. They're going to start looking at me, so and I just need to keep – it's like whatever you want to deliver, cut it in half, cut it in half, and then cut it in half again, and that should be your talk. Exactly. And in fact, when you see your audience crossing their eyes at you, that's probably a good sign that you're doing something wrong in delivering your content there. And so when we are going through this process, we are looking at what part of content, and in particular, I think a great tip is – First of all, decide what you're going to sell and then walk backwards and create the content depending on what is going to be – what is that you're going to sell. Because there are too many speakers that – I've seen this speaker one time and he did a great presentation about growing a business. It was a beautiful presentation full of exercises. It was uh, interactive. The speaker was captivating. And then when it was the moment of the close of the sales pitch, he started selling a program on happiness. And at that moment, I got confused. I'm like, well, you've been talking about growing a business all the time, and now you're selling me a program about happiness? I'm not here to learn about happiness. I want to grow my business. I'm happy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and I think that a lot of people, they create the content, and then they sell something different. And that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. So make sure that your content always relates to what you're going to sell and is a part of what you're going to sell at the end. So tell us about your podcast, because you probably do some selling on that podcast. You do quite a few episodes, and what I really like is at the end, you actually ask people to like, comment, and share. How is that working out for you? So far, it's working pretty well. <laughs> I like I it. I thought that in was <laughs> Because you want to tell, you cannot expect people to do something that you don't tell them to do. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I think the rules, the basic rules of uh, influence and engagement, got to tell them exactly what they're going to do. So, for example, in the podcast, we are telling them to subscribe and leave a comment at the beginning of the podcast and at the end of the podcast. When on, during our Facebook Live, we want them to link, to like, comment, and share because Facebook algorithm will then give me more audience and more organic reach without me paying for it if people take this action. So I'm always looking at how can people engage with me and I'm telling them exactly what they need to do. And I think that really links with selling because a lot of people, when they're making the call to action at the end of a seminar or a webinar, have you ever experienced, Nancy, that sometimes the call to action is a bit uh, <laughs> blah? <laughs> I don't know what other terms to use other than Flower. People, they really don't, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do next. Have you ever experienced that? Yes, I have. And I think when you are, in, when you are selling, you always want to tell people exactly what to do and how to do it. So if you are doing a seminar, make sure you tell people to get this offer, stand up, go to the back of the room. Or if you don't like to send people at the back of the room, you can give sales forms on the tables where people are. So you have a sales form on the table. Please make sure you fill the sales form with your details. And when you're finished, take the sales form and give it at the back of the room to my assistant in the back. 
So always tell them exactly step by step what they need to do. They, in that moment, they just need to follow instructions. And make it one thing. I've seen people say, have way too many packages. I'm like, well, what's the difference between this one and this one? And your analytical people are going to get super stuck on that and never make a decision. Very good point. The simpler, the better. You mentioned before we got on this call that you're having a book that's coming out shortly after this podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, thank you uh, for asking, Nancy. The book is called Explode Your Coaching Biz. And uh, I was obsessed by how can I grow my business because uh, I never had any business training and uh, I never went to business school. And when I started my coaching business and speaking business, I didn't have a bloody clue about what I was doing. I was listening to all these so-called experts and I found myself uh, spending hours and hours every single day reading blogs, watching videos, and uh, getting information, but my business was still the same. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't growing. I didn't have more speaking gigs. I didn't have more clients. And I started asking myself, how can I run my business and what elements do I need to put in place in my business to grow it to six figures and more? And that's uh, what we figured out uh, over the past few years that we've been running our business. And that's what we put. It's an eight-step system that allows people to get to six figures in the coaching and speaking business, but without overwhelm because I think a lot of people are wasting time and they're doing too many things. But if they know what to do first, second, and third, and in particular something that is aligned with who they are and what they love the most, because it's not just about oh, follow my seven-step blueprint and then you will be a millionaire tomorrow. No, it's not about that. Because everyone is different. Every business is different. But once you find yourself then following these eight steps, then we'd allow you to get to eight, six figures and plus. And that's what we, we create, what we put in the book. That sounds like an amazing book. Where can people find that? Well, you can find it on our website, which is uh, www.gtex, which is G-T-E-X, dot org, dot UK, and people can pre-order the book. Perfect. Why don't you give that one more time, since most of our list, well, actually, we're in 70 countries, so uh, I was going to say most of our listeners are in the U.S., but we've got quite a big following throughout the world. Why don't you give it one more time, just so people have it? Yeah, definitely. www.gtex. Ex.org.uk. Awesome. I've got two fun questions, and I'll give you an opportunity to send people over to your website. So first of all, when, where did you share the stage with Les and Gary and Dr. John? <laughs> that was a, a great experience. Uh, uh, it, there were three different events. And uh, I'm the kind of person, Nancy, that when I want to do something, I just put my head down, and no matter what it takes, I'll do it. And that's what I did with my speaking career. So in the space of three years, I had more than 500 speaking gigs. It was insane. It was brutal. It was fun, exciting. But that's how I built my speaking career. It was in three years, got 500 speaking gigs. And it happens that Les Brown was coming to London for it's been, it wasn't, he hasn't been in London for such a long time. So it was a great event. And the event organizer was the first time she was running an event. And I reached out and I said, hey, I've run 500 events in the past three years. Do you need any help? And then she said, why not? <laughs> it's my first event. 
and then when we were talking, she knew that I was uh, also a professional MC, and she said, would you like, and I asked her first, and I was like, can I be an, the, the MC of the event? And she said, no, 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 you can't be the MC of the event. And then close to the event, she was too overwhelmed, and she said, no, you can, you can be the MC of the event, it's fine, <laughs> I'll leave it to you. <laughs> and that's how I shared the stage with Les Brown, it was an incredible meeting. And the same thing happened with Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> he came to London, and I reached out to the event organizer. I said, I've been running 500 events in the past three years. I've run also an event with Les Brown. <laughs> now I had the Les Brown under my belt <laughs> to use it <laughs> as, a, as a piece of credibility. And the, the event organizer said, who is my first event? And I said, do you need any help? And he said, please. And then we arranged all the events and all the logistics for the event, and that's how I ended up working with Gary Vee. Oh, that's so cool. There's a lot to event management that people don't really consider. As much, I mean, it could be as simple as how the chairs are set up, the temperature of the room, making sure there's no distractions mm. behind the stage. People think, oh, I'll just have an event and charge money, and it's a piece of cake, and it's not <laughs> like that. <laughs> it is not. It is not. There are so many layers of running an event. Uh, that's why also uh, we actually, in our company, we have three different parts. We don't have only the training. But also we have a marketing agency to help people fill the room. And also we have an event management company where we help people finding venues at great deals and also managing the entire event. Because when you're running an event, as we said, we told before at the beginning of this podcast, is about the experience. So if the room is too cold or if the room is too hot, we're going to have a bad experience. If uh, the chairs are not lined up properly, then people will walk into the room and say, what the heck is this? If the material is not ready and the crew members are not ready to welcome and the registration table is a mess, people, that's, this is the first experience that they have about you and your brand. <laughs> so you've got to make it worthwhile. Absolutely. I actually have a system for events. So it's a checklist of exactly what needs to be done. So anything you, you've probably heard this, anything you do more than twice needs a system. Anything you do more than three times should be automated. So a checklist is one of the most simple systems that most people overlook. It's so easy. It is. I'm, I mean, I should, I, I'm not surprised you have one. You're the productivity queen, so you cannot <laughs> not have checklists for events. <laughs> It just makes it easier because it takes the systems takes the brain power away. You don't even have to think; you just follow the process for consistent results. Hey, speaking of podcast, how did how do you grow your your podcast? I know that your assistant reached out to me, and we talked about ta- yes. getting you on this show. What else do you do? This is mainly the number one tip because I experienced. Uh, I did everything, everything I could, paid advertisement. Of course, my mailing list of so people that are already listening to it uh, on social media, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, on my LinkedIn. I'm always promoting my next episode and the guests. I ask the guests to promote their podcast as well, uh, my podcast to their list and to their social media. That's part of the agreement that we have. So then I got exposed to their listeners. I think the number one thing to get more more listening to your podcast is actually being a guest on other people's podcast. And there are a few reasons why. One, they've already, they've, they've been already exposed to you. So they are already, first of all, listening to podcasts. One, they like podcasts. You know that (laughs) because they're listening to it. So it's easier for them to listen to another podcast. And the other part, if they already listen to something about you, they might go and hopefully you will do the same. You're going to explode your coaching biz and then you will click the subscribe button and you will listen to the latest episode. And that's how I grow my podcast. 
That's a great idea. We get a lot of people that want to start a podcast, but they're not really sure. And, of course, we've got a system for that as well, but I, I like your idea. <laughs> Definitely. So, Simone, let me ask you my signature question. I ask every guest on the show because yes. we're all about productivity. If you had one more hour in your day, so 25 hours, what would you do with that extra hour? What would I do with an extra hour? I would spend it with my wife. Oh, I would spend it with my answer. wife. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, I got married a month ago from this <laughs> when we were recording the interview. And I'm a bit of a workaholic, got to be honest. I have the tendency to work uh, 14, 15, 17, 18 hours a day. I love what I do. And uh, I almost cannot stop. It's almost like a drug and addiction for me. That's how much I love it. But that doesn't work while having a family or building a family. And that's what I'm learning in this process um, of just just got married. And I would definitely spend the time uh, with my wife. Um, she should listen to this podcast. It'll probably make her really happy, right? <laughs> you know, that, that's my cheesy Italian side that comes out <laughs> when you ask this kind of question. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's all about family. Very, very it cool. Is. For people who would like to work more closely with you, how can they connect with you? Well, definitely they can uh, listen to the podcast and uh, look at Explode Your Coaching Biz podcast and uh, subscribe to the podcast, listen to the episode. And for people that say, you know what, I want to build my pitch and I want to create my pitch from the stage, I want to create my pitch from the webinars, what we are doing, we are offering a complimentary pitch building session. And uh, you can find it on, on our website, which is www.gtex.org.uk. And on the first page, you will see a selling from the state checklist. So you can download the checklist because we talked about the importance of checklists, right, Nancy? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's the most simple great. system ever. <laughs> exactly. So you can create your pitch from there. And then in the second page, you can actually apply for the session one-to-one once you've downloaded the checklist. And that's how we can start working together. Perfect. What a nice gift. I think everyone could probably use a little tweaking, even if they think they're, what they have is great. It can always be better, right? Indeed. Uh, there is a, if you think about my pitch, uh, I'm constantly working on it, constantly. I brainstorm with my business partner. I look at other speakers, how they, they pitch, what metaphors do they use, what works. Because pitching from the stage, whether you're running a webinar or a seminar, is an art. It's literally an art. It's a creative art. And uh, you're, never, you're never arrived. Never, never, never. So true. So is there anything else that you'd like to add to this podcast that we didn't cover? I think, uh, okay, one more thing is about the clothes. That's probably the last thing. Because a lot of people, they get scared because they see all these male speakers, they go up and they give this powerful presentation and then they get people running at the back of the room. But I know a lot of people that hate selling in that way and being sold in that way. And I want just to make everyone happy saying that's only one way to sell from the stage. We made hundreds of thousands of pounds never using that way. So there are other two ways that you can use for selling. One is a relationship close where you can build a longer relationship with them over a period of time. And then literally the close is, are you ready to work with me now? <laughs> There's nothing more. So for example, that works well 
in a two or three day seminar if you're running it. Or the other one is the application clause where from the stage, all you're doing is inviting people to fill up an application form and then you're closing them one-to-one, then in this way, there are just few ways to avoid the rush at the back of the room and getting people, hypnotizing them into buying your product or service, which I think a lot of time to create that is also quite unethical. And there are a lot of uh, techniques that I use that get people into this hypnotic state. And really, really, do you need to use that to sell your product or services? If you want, yes. But if you don't like it, there isn't a better way. That's good. So, and what a way to close our podcast with closing stuff. I like the different things that you said. Very great ideas. Simone, thank you so much for being on the show today. There's lots of great tips you gave us, and everybody should go out and check out his free gift on his website. Listeners, please download my 100 proven systems you need to boost results in your business. Just go to nancygaines.com systems to get it today. And if you loved our show, Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.